You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. Thanks for making Locked On Hornets your first listen every single day. We are free and we're available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Nod of the Scribe. We have a Charlotte Hornet game tonight. The last preseason contest of the year before the regular season starts October 20th against the Indiana Pacers. They're playing the Dallas Mavericks tonight, Nada. How about this yes, on ESPN, 630 tip time at the Spectrum Center. People are going to be able to watch this one on a nice platform. You know, it's nice because we get to see everybody, well, almost everybody healthy. Kelly Oubre looks like he probably will play tonight. Mason Plumley is back off the injured reserve. This is all good for every, we get to see almost everybody. The only person that we're probably not going to see tonight is Gordon Hayward due to health and safety protocols which at this point is a, is a mite concerning. Yeah, it is concerning with Gordon Hayward. He's not going to play tonight as of uh, most recently reported. The last things we've seen tweeted from Charlotte Hornets PR is that Kelly Oubre is questionable. So I, that's what he's listed at. Maybe he plays. Yeah. He's got that right ankle sprain. He went out earlier in the preseason. We know Terry Rozier is not going to play. We've already given you that episode. Mason Plumley is back and ready to, and he practiced yesterday, no longer in health and safety protocols. But as you mentioned, Gordon Hayward, he's still out. So we don't know when he's going to come back. And um, look, we're going to talk about a couple of other things today. Miles Bridges, possible contract extension talk. That's going to be coming up as well. We can discuss that maybe in the next segment. Also, Zach Lowe came up with league pass rankings, and we can discuss where the Charlotte Hornets fit on those rankings, according to Zach Lowe of ESPN. So make sure you stick around for all of that today on Lockdown Hornets. But Nada, you brought up some of the injury concerns, the guys that are playing yes. tonight against the Dallas Mavericks. Again, you can watch that on ESPN. Another thing to note, Nick Angstad, I believe, said Luka Doncic and KP, they're both expected to play in this last preseason game before the regular season starts. So cool there to see the stars. You want to see the Hornets against the best. And so that's nice, a nice little nugget for Charlotte Hornets fans. But what do you make of Gordon Hayward still being out um, and uh, and Mason Plumlee even coming back? Well, um, Gordon Hayward being out on the health and safety protocol for over a week allows might allow you to infer a few things it just concerns me that the return is probably further away than we think it's not a case of necessarily hayward being vaccinated or unvaccinated hey gordon hayward was on camera doing a spot five months ago talking about getting vaccinated so i'm it's not necessarily a vaccination thing but there i'm not saying he caught a breakthrough case but it's one of those things like you're stuck like there's there's enough uh, how would I put this circumstantial evidence to possibly point to that yeah no and, and I we, we got to be careful and I get it you know we don't we don't know whether he caught COVID or not or had this breakthrough case but you can start to wonder that at least a little more now if he comes back either today or tomorrow when he's out of the protocols then it's not crazy to think that you were just in some kind of regular quarantine along with a Mason Plumley, but he is out as of yesterday and so who knows when Gordon's going to 
be out of this, but we do know the Charlotte Hornets are hundred percent vaccinated. It took a little longer yeah. than we expected with some players. You know, remember Ish Smith just a couple of weeks ago said he got his first shot surprising, disappointing, but at least Ish Smith does have his first shot, which he would have got it sooner. Like it's disappointing, but Ish is uh, going to be fully vaccinated. And as we talked about, not as James Brago mentioned, the whole roster will be vaccinated. So that is Absolutely. good news. Uh, it's, it's just, it's the comfort in knowing that it's not going to happen constantly throughout the regular season. And the percentages are much better for these guys to be available and not have to run into this mess all season long. Unlike maybe a few other teams with some stars that are just refusing to get vaccinated and uh, we'll see how those teams operate, but the Charlotte Hornets, not one of them, not a, no, nah, no, nah, they're not one of them. And it's really nice to see that because it could be a situation where you're telling people that you are not going to participate in team activities. Hi, Kyrie. Thank you for, again, thank you for being a voice for the voiceless. We mm, thank oh you my for God. all of that. Yeah, we thank you for all that. And that's the furthest I'm going to go into that because otherwise I'm gonna, it's going to turn into a 30-minute I hate Kyrie. Oh, it's brutal, man. It's so brutal. I know. I know. I'm only putting gas on the fire. I'm sorry. But it's, yes, yes, yes. I kind of want to talk about it too a little, but I'm with you. Like, I also don't want to. Yes. The, the just oh god okay go ahead that's fine yeah. Charlotte Hornets they don't have to deal with that they even don't have to deal with it it's great we have some adults <laughs> we have a, so, some adults and some adult leadership and some folks that basically said do you want to get paid or do you want to sit on the sidelines and become Kyrie part two I'm glad that the adults stepped in there's some vaccinations being taken place where I'm sorry this happened to Gordon Hayward but at the at this point at least we know it's not a complete and utter outbreak there were two guys that were involved that's it. One's back. The other will be back at some point soon. The only thing you worry about is, like James Brego has said multiple times this preseason, is it a disruption? That's the only thing. Reggie Bullock is going to be out for this game, a part of the Dallas Mavericks squad, a newcomer, played for New York last year. So no homecoming for him, the pride of Kinston, North Carolina. Um, and uh, he will not be returning whoa, here. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Kinston is mm -hmm. going to be in the building. There's going to be a whole bunch of folks from Kinston. That's true, but Reggie Bullock is I not going to tonight. be playing. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you're saying yeah. because Kinston is going to be in the oh, building, oh, you're not oh, yeah, going to show no, up. No, no, no. Nope, nope. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. so mm -hmm. we we played, and when I was in high school, we played West Caldwell, the pride of obviously Caldwell County, and they would go on to the state championship and play Reggie Bullock in Kinston, and West Caldwell got waxed, but they were obviously a really good basketball team, and we were not ever going to face Reggie Bullock. Like, we were still getting bounced in the first round. N competitive. At least yes. we were competitive. We weren't getting destroyed, but we were getting bounced in the first round, and so I never had my chance to shine against one Reggie Bullock and Kinston's finest. But if we talk about, like, the best players I've ever been on the court with, um, Stillman White I actually played against, so that's oh. something. Yeah, do you, do you remember Stillman White? Yes, I the, do. <laughs> the, uh, doing a couple tours and playing with North Carolina for what seemed like forever. The, he's the pride of Hoggard. I played against him and then played against some guys in AU that would go on to play ball. But yeah, Reggie Bullock never got a chance, and he will not be in the building tonight uh, against the Charlotte Hornets. All right, Nada, uh, we don't have to go down memory lane in my high school basketball days. Like I can't think of anything less exciting or intriguing to talk about than what I just did. So I apologize to the listeners. Why don't we make it up to them by telling them how they can get a great product and sweat block. You know what? There are plenty of things that are uncomfortable. Your high school career mm. <laughs> playing against Stillman White right. might be one of them. You yeah, know we got beat by Hoggard. 
Yeah, exactly. You know what another one of those things is, Walker? It's sweat. And no one likes to talk about sweat. And that's why everybody who doesn't like to talk about sweat should be using sweat block block antiperspirant wipes. Sweat block is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed. The next next morning you wake up, you wash yourself, and you go about your day without worrying about sweat. Guaranteed. It sounds too good to be true. I understand what you what I'm trying to tell you. Again, the no sweat, not worrying about sweat, but you only got to use it once or twice a week. It'll keep you dry the entire time. No more pitting out. No more picking shirts based on which one will hide the sweat better. If you or someone you love is dealing with them, you got to point them to Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at Amazon or CVS. I promise it'll change the way you dress. All right, let's talk about the Miles Bridges possible contract extension. The possible floor to get paid is what? We'll talk about it next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. Did you just... We got food at home, Alperine Sengun. You literally just... We We're not food. going to McDonald's, Nada. We, we do. <laughs> right. Look, I, Eddie Murphy out here. I'm, I'm Eddie Murphy right now, okay? I'm telling you, we're going to chop up the green peppers. We're going to put it in the hamburger meat, and it's going to be good enough. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. All right, Nada, we've talked about Miles Bridges a lot the last couple of seasons because he's had an interesting career so far. Rookie season, I thought barely outperformed at least my expectations, but for the most part, kind of was just average. Got some playing time given where the Hornets were, even with them fighting for a playoff spot, but they needed to get somebody to help them kind of right away. And so Miles was somebody they viewed that could help them immediately. So then the next year, massively disappointing. You know, Miles took a big step back. They tried to give him more responsibility. Couldn't handle it at that time. And it was pretty clear the pecking order of prospects on this team between a Miles Bridges and a PJ Washington and really anybody else. PJ as a rookie was ahead of what Miles was. And then that could flip in a lot of people's minds, but certainly absolutely it's tighter as Miles had a really good campaign flirting with 50, 40, 90, on higher volume in Gordon Hayward's absence was producing at an extremely high level and also was just pretty rock solid all year long, shooting the basketball, being an excellent free throw shooter, improving defensively, understanding the game more. You could see his comfort level. So all of that to set the table with this. We heard from Michael Scotto on a podcast as well as just other people bringing this up because the rookie scale contract extension deadline, it's coming up. In fact, it's coming up on October 18th. So you've got five days as of now to figure out whether you're going to extend Miles Bridges before the season starts. And Michael Scotto reporting that he's heard, one, they are engaging in those possible contract negotiations. Duh. I think we all knew that at least they're talking with one another. But he says this, Nada that the possible floor for Miles Bridges could be around $20 million. And I want to get this tweet right. So Bridges and the Hornets have discussed about possible contract extensions. Quote, some around the league believe a possible floor for Bridges would be around the $20 million range annually. Now, I'm going to set it up for you just real simple. Is Miles Bridges worth $20 million to you annually? Yes or no? Which Miles Bridges are we talking about? Because that's the question that I keep coming back to. Which one are we talking about? Are we talking about the guy that really wasn't, that was a decent bench piece 
and was a very like Swiss Army knife piece for a, a large portion of last season? Or are we talking about the guy sustainably that we have not seen for a full season that was one of the biggest cogs to making this engine go? Because if it's, it's the latter, yes, he is. If it's the former, not really. But you know what? I need a full season of it to figure it out. That's why I – and the more I think about this, the more I wonder, is it really worth it to sign him to this or is it better for him to play out where you basically have the advantage of, of qualifying him, letting somebody else set the market and come back and match? Because if he's going to do all the things to where he's potentially a top five free agent, let somebody else set the market for you, sign him, and go from there. But for right now, I can't give him an extension of five for a hundred. That feels that feels like a lot. That 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 really does feel like a lot. And I'm not sure I'm paying him that kind of sight unseen at this point. One, I'm surprised to hear you say that because you are, I believe, number one in the Miles Bridges fan club. The guy could give you a goose egg and you're going to focus on what Miles Bridges did defensively. And it's not that I disagreed with you 100% of the time. Like Miles Bridges very much so grew on me this past season. How could he not? Played so much yeah. better than what he did the second season. Everybody knows my opinion on Miles beforehand. But yeah, I mean, the guy really did improve a lot. And you can see his comfort. We just talked about some of the things that came with him in the third season of his NBA career entering his fourth. I'm surprised to hear you say that, Nada, because. I think miles, if you wanted to extend him at $20 million a year, I'm not surprised about that. And I also don't hate it from the Hornet standpoint. Yeah. Now you start to, there's a couple things to talk about this one, just overall team building and two miles bridges specifically on the contract. Is it worth his pay? Do you let him play out in free agency or whatever? You know, the floor being at $20 million, that word, it shocked both of us at first and you saw some people kind of talking about it in Hornets Twitter sphere that, oh, the floor at 20 million. Yikes. That's a lot. But I also want to make sure that we read this tweet a little bit more thoroughly. So the tweet says Bridges and the Hornets have had discussions about possible contract extension. Some around the league believe a possible floor for Bridges would be around the 20 million dollar range. Like, it's just so vague. You know, yeah, like it, you just have so many qualifiers that allow you an out. So let's say that he gets $17 million a year annually, right? I think he actually does reach 20, but let's just say he gets 17. People come at Michael Scotto for putting this out there. He's like, hey, all I said was some around the league believe a possible floor would be around 20. 17 kind of around, you know what I'm saying? Like there are yeah. outs here. And so, you know, when you see floor, it's like, oh my God, the starting points at 20, that means this is the lowest it can go. That means what's the highest it can go. And then you start to panic a little about what miles is going to get paid. I think we, and, and me too, right? Like I read that and I was like, oh man, you know, that's, that's too much to, to start at that point. But here's the thing that ultimately matters. If you were to ask me what I think he's going to get paid when this is all said and done, if a contract extension gets done, I'd have no problem saying it'd be at about $20 million. You know, I'd, I'd probably put that as my final guess reaching the two Oh, and you know what? I wouldn't hate that contract, Nada. And I get your point, but this is somebody that is 22 right now or 23 right now yes. will be 24 for most of the regular season that is about to come up. 
And the guy has been improving quite a bit. The things you worry about, it's the shooting on whether that's real. But even if he goes down a couple of percentage points from his 40 that he shot last year, you'll take 38. You'll even somewhat take a 37. The two-point percentage was excellent. It shot basically 60% and flirted with 50, 40, 90 on higher volume, really proved to be a nice player as well. So when it comes to just Miles, I think Miles gets $20 million annually, Nada, somewhere. And if you're the Hornets and you want to make sure you can save a couple million annually against the books, I could see why they would want to get it done at that number. No, I can see... I, I can see certain number... I can see... Like, I was thinking floor 20, because if we're talking about the floor, like being around, being around 20 cool, where I start getting nervous is the 23, 24, 25. And people are going to say, hey, Nada, you were, you were all for the Terry Rozier contract. Yes, because there's a body of work thus far that proves that Terry has been this person for quite a while. This with Miles Bridges is fits and starts, not necessarily of the Malik, like not necessarily the Malik Monk variety, but a little bit more. I just want to see him sustain it for like, if he's, I want to just see him sustain it. That's all I want to see. It's one of those. He's got to show me for a full season. He does it for a full season. Yo, I'm in. I got no problem paying him what he's worth. And the other thing we're fact we're not, I don't think we're factoring enough in this is clutch sports management that's making this deal. They're known for extracting every single penny possible. I've never seen them take a bad deal. Never. So this is going to be a lot more expensive than people seem to think, and that's why I kind of get worried when I start hearing the floor is 20 million because that means to me the absolute floor is more likely we're talking 23, 24, 25. And that's when I start getting nervous. Yeah. I mean, if you go to hoopshype.com again, Michael Scotto is the guy on this that's talking about it more so. And when you hear these types of reports, part of the problems with these things is that you have to figure out what's real and who's real, what's not and who's not. I've talked with Michael a couple of times. He's a really good guy. You know, I've had him on 730 the game a couple of times to talk some about the Kimba piece. You know, this is a, a New Yorker talking about Kimba. I remember he wrote that spot a couple of years ago on whether Kimba would leave the Charlotte Hornets and go to New York. Kimba didn't see it at the time, but he's worked with some interesting Charlotte Hornet stories before. And so in their podcast conversation, it's him and uh, Goslin. I don't, I don't know his first name as I have the script in front of me, but he said, Miles Bridges and the Hornets have had discussions about a possible contract extension. Who pipe has learned some around the league believe a possible floor of bridges would be around the $20 million range annually. And then here's Goslin. He said, after extending Rozier, they're probably not going to have any cap space in the short term. So they might as well lock down bridges too while they can. They won't have any tax issues if they extend bridges. And so there's another thing as to why that might be a benefit for them trying to get miles bridges pinned down before he hits the open market. You know, we had this conversation with Devonte Graham and at the time I was willing to try to beat everybody else to the punch to get a Devonte, And I know it was really risky and it was all, it wasn't anything I was a hundred percent in on, but I was like, you know what, let's just go ahead and do it. And it turns out, you know, that probably wasn't the smart move. Like if you would have given him $15 million, then you would have paid him more than what he's getting with new Orleans. And if Devonte really didn't want to be here, then okay. Who knows, you know, how much you could have gotten him anyway. So it might bear out for you a little better. I'd like to keep Devonte, but we've already talked about that more. So, 
you know, not a, you know, Miles Bridges, I, I, I am surprised a little bit to be, to see you as hesitant as you are to sign him because I understand the volume not having been there with Miles yet, but man, you, you really have put him on a pedestal for all the little things that he's done. And that was ever since really game one of this season. And even in the last half of last year. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a lot to do the little things. It's a lot about the people stuff. I want to, I, I there's a part of me that really, 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 really wants to be like go all in, but the back in the back of my mind, I'm fighting against what sunk this team with the 2016 version, going all in with a whole bunch of guys that didn't eventually live up to the contracts and where you would have to pay pennies on the dollar to get rid of them. That is a concern. That is a legitimate concern of mine in the back of my head. And, and I'm not saying that. Uh, yeah. Let, let's, let's take a quick break and let's come back to the overall team building part about all of this, because I, I do want to discuss kind of the road that you're going down and we might as well just take a quick break and come back talking about that in the next segment. I do want to discuss built bar with everyone though, because built bar has the OG flavors that are fantastic. The intersection of fruit and chocolate is absolutely amazing. So you can try out the raspberry flavor. You can try out their orange, or if you just want to stick to all sweets, you can go double chocolate, salted caramel, or even cookies and cream. The best part about all of this is that it's high in protein and it's high in fiber, but it's low in calories and it's low in sugar. You can eat it after a workout. You can eat it before a workout, or you can just eat it for dessert. Like I did when I crushed the cookie dough bars that they just sent a couple of weeks ago, go to billbar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Let's talk more Miles Bridges extension, maybe get to the Zach Lowe league pass rankings coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. I said, oh, oh, hell yeah. Just giving that confirmation of how awesome this is going to be. You tweeted at me, you're going to be singing the chorus to Billie Jean if you ain't careful. <laughs> and again, I point to the lie. Yes, I you're well, yeah, you're right. This goes back to our first conversation. There's a yes, lot of babies does. being had exactly. out there. Goodness gracious, <laughs> unexpected exactly. ones. Point ones to that the were- lie. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. All right, Nada, you were talking about the team building aspect about all yes. of this, and you are you're more wary of paying Miles Bridges 20 than you were paying Terry Rogier 25 essentially over the course where he's going to get close to a hundred million dollars annually. And we are just completely flipped on yes, this. We like are. where we are. Be- because, because what happens is, and I, I mean, not, I'm, I'm honestly shocked, man. Like you, you blew my mind with You're this. Welcome. I thought you were going to be all in wanting to pay miles bridges, like 30. I thought you were like, hell yeah, the floor should be 20. It should be 25. I am shocked to hear you show this kind of restraint for miles because I was like, okay, we'll agree on this. We'll, we'll both be cool with paying him 20 million. You might want to pay him more. I'm surprised that we're here. It, the 2016, the, the sniff of the aroma of that, it is a little scary, yeah. right? Because Terry Rozier's making 25 Gordon Hayward's making 30 at this point. If this happens, miles Bridges is going to be making 20. And then, of course, you're going to have to pay LaMelo Ball, but you're not going to pay him for a little while. But you're forgetting PJ, uh, too. uh, Well, you know, am I? You know, if if you pay Miles Bridges $20 million a year, 
does that mean you allow PJ to go? Because if he has a season that's similar to the come up that Miles had, where maybe, you know, he's not doing the 50, 40, 90 thing, but if he shoots 40% from three once again, and he averages, I don't know, maybe close to 15 points per game, and he shows continued growth on defense, maybe doesn't get the $20 million a year, but are you talking about something like 15, you know, a, a year? Like, yeah, could absolutely see that. And that's where the core limits you from growing further into the playoffs. One we've talked about internal improvement. It's so huge for the Charlotte Hornets team for the present. And it's huge for this team going towards the future. But miles bridges is a part of that. And I think miles can, I, I, I like the, uh, the chances that miles will actually see that come through. And it's honestly why, like I knew this was coming. Yeah. Like I thought 20 million was going to go to miles kind of all along, especially as that season was going along further into the year. And when that Terry deal was announced, I was worried about the same thing, except a different player fair. And and it's Terry as the contract that scares me getting closer to 2016, more so than what miles yeah, does. The thing is though, at least with Terry, there is a basis that this kid is a shooter. You're always going to be able to pay shooters. The shooting isn't that consistent for Miles Bridges yet. It gets. I mean, it was last year, right? Yeah. Like, if, yeah. that, that's the thing that's tough is what you're talking about, Nada, is high volume. High because last year, the guy was shooting 40% on over four attempts per game. He's a better defender than Terry Rozier. You know, he's just playing a more valuable position being that three, four. I know Terry's at, at, at shooting guard is important, mm -hmm. but he's kind of a shooter and he, you know, he's not a three and D type guy. He's somebody that is an elite catch and shoot guy, elite shooter, just amazing at allowing the ball to go into the hoop from distance. Yeah. You know, he, he really is excellent in that regard. Um, but man, you know, it, it seems like miles is the guy to take that chance on more so than somebody that's older that also, you know, you talk about something outlier with Terry, like we've gone down the two point percentages before as well. Um, you know, miles saw a spike in that too, but he did shoot like 55% his rookie season. Sure. Like you know, there, there are good signs to see this actually sustained throughout his career. And, and that may be the thing that you lean on. And that's maybe the thing that I'm not seeing, but for right now, I I'm more thinking of what's the next move to bring a center in here that I, I think, I guess that's where I'm at is just if this, if you lock him in, this is the roster for the most part. The three guys that you can rely on being there for the next little bit, Gordon, Terry, Miles, no matter what happens with LaMelo, no matter what happens with PJ, no matter what happens with Kai, those three guys are your core no matter what. And those three are going to be the reason that either LaMelo stays or LaMelo goes. That is – and I guess – Well, and who is LaMelo's best friend true. as you bring that point also up? Also true. Also true. As he blame, as um, and shout out to the Hornets for doing that um tarmac talk, which was hilarious. And yes, like those two are friends, and I understand that. I, I don't know. Like this is where I, and maybe this is just everything that happened with Kemba, and how this team locked themselves in and locked themselves in for contracts that they could they could only trade for pennies on the dollar, if they could trade them at all. Like, that's a problem that's always going to be a worry. That's always going to be a concern. And granted, there's probably a lot of evidence to say this is not the case this time. But until I see it, I'm going to be gun shy about locking in contracts and going for it. 
even though there's everything that says about this franchise right now that you know what this is this is what they're 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 going for it with this with this core so I, the more i think about it the more you may you may have have made me like kind of kind of flip on this kind of well i'm just i'm just confused the, the only reason the, the confusement for me just comes between you know you being wary about this core which is something i was worried about earlier on as well but i always thought bridges would be a nice candidate to be extended at a younger age you know doing uh, having a lot more all-around game and you're paying Terry Rogier this kind of contract where you've you've you saw the bucket getting ability for him increase at a higher level last year but it was only the last year now the shooting gets bona fide and I get all of that um it's just you know also the second half of the season like you could see that percentage go down if you want to if you want to do some of those splits and, that, and that's you know we've already done the Terry Rogier stuff but when it comes to overall team building you know that is okay Gordon Bridges, Terry, LaMelo Ball. And so I guess the other the, the part about this that does scare me a little is, you know, are you going to price yourself out of PJ where, yes. man, here you are worried about that center. Okay, here you are worried about that center. Well, now I know you don't even want PJ playing center all that much. Well, well, <laughs> now you don't have anybody that you believe that can play that spot if PJ goes. Ex- you know, Miles ain't playing exactly. center. Exactly. But that and that that in, that in part is part of my concern is that this locks you in to three guys, two of which can essentially semi play the same position, even though it's different and granted one ends, one will end two years. One contract of that will end two years before the other. There's a lot of this that feels dicey. Keyword feels dicey. I just, and, and you know what? We'll see. We'll see what the numbers are because for right now, if you told me that Miles Bridges got four for ninety six, which is twenty four a year, how would you feel about that? Yeah, it's a lot. It's probably too much. You know, I mean, and and look, and the thing about twenty million dollars is, even that's probably a little too much. But I don't, I don't mind that. I, I don't think it's a gross overpay. I mean, if you were to ask me what I truly think Miles is in an absolute fair market where everybody gets exactly what they should based on their basketball ability probably go miles deserving something like i don't know 17 a mil uh, a year you know and then and then growing into that this is on the trajectory of him continuing to improve but i don't mind paying a guy 20 million dollars especially as somebody that plays as hard as him and james brago did say this too not i mean he has praised miles ability to be a vocal leader and we know Borrego values the vocal part of being a leader because he said as much. And he constantly went to Miles saying, yeah, not only was he that guy on the court for them, but also he was the guy in the locker room challenging all of those players and he was backing it up with his play. And so, yeah, I mean, I look, I, I like PJ, I think a little more as a prospect. Yeah. You know, I, I do. And it, it's not this huge gap. I just value PJ's defensive ability. The shooting is very real for PJ. I expect the missed bunnies to go away for the most part next season. And for him to be able to play that small ball five as effectively as he does, I value PJ a little more. But to to give 20 million to miles, like I don't think that's backbreaking. I don't hate that type of deal. And I guess we'll see what happens with the Charlotte Hornets. Let's save the league pass rankings 
for tomorrow to go along with the recap of what they did against the Dallas Mavericks in their final preseason game. Thanks again for joining us on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Again, you can follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Not of the Scribe. Make sure you tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Lockdown NBA, Hollinger and Duncan, really any show on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Have a great day. Once again, we will be back with you tomorrow.